0: I've um, been talking about this for a little while. I'm, I'm digressing from Ephesians yet again. Um, I'll get to it at some point. But uh, just, just this week, I uh, just really felt to keep in on this topic as a church and where we're at. We've been especially responding to what's been going on in the natural, and some of you guys are personally and intimately affected by people that have been through surgery, Um, if you're not aware in the life of our church, I think it's somewhere between 10 and 12 people in the last month have had surgery. Um, We've even more going through surgery this week, and it's just absolutely nuts. Add on top of that, um, we we had a prophecy through a month ago about how um, we're going to start seeing healings that we've been believing for for a long time. And so we've been talking about that during the morning service and touching on that um, at night a little bit as well. But just tonight, I just want to keep building on this aspect of faith, and, and, and ducking in on that there, and uh, through the week I got got this, this is what I, I spoke on this morning, but you probably would have got a text on Friday saying that um, today we're going to do some more praying, extended praying for people in the church, but also uh, the fact if you didn't, that means your mobile number's not in our system, or somehow you've hit um, unsubscribe from our... Um, phone thing. So if you didn't get a text, let me know, and then we can update your mobile number in our system. So it's definitely there, and so you do receive information um, when we're doing things and what's going on. But I, I mentioned in there that that will be, fast, that'll be fast in today as well, and that people are welcome to join with me. Let me just give you a little bit of an understanding on that for those that weren't here this morning. And, um, so this, this, this here has got to the point of Jesus has hung out with his disciples, with his, with his key leadership. With the, th- with the three, Peter, James, and John, he took his, his senior leadership with him, his executive team up, and um, did a retreat with them on the mountaintop, and, and Moses and Elijah came, and they were the guest preachers at this session, and, and uh, Peter decided it was a great place to build tabernacles, and just said, no, that's not a good idea. Anyway, what's going on whilst that's happening is the other nine disciples are running a healing crusade down the bottom of the mountain. And people coming to them and, and, and coming to them with their diseases and coming to them with their children that need healing and and possessed people coming to them and just healing them and just declaring the truth of God over them and declaring the release of God over their lives. And then all of a sudden, this man comes up to them with, their, with his son and his son, um, young kid, all of a sudden, it must freak out as a dad. You've got to think about this. Like Some of the stuff in the Bible, if you actually stop and think about it for a bit. So just, just imagine, Like I'm just picturing my son, I'm just picturing Josiah going into these convulsions all of a sudden and then deciding, it's a great idea, the oven's on right now, opening the door and jumping inside. Or when the bath's on, just diving in and putting his head in and just jumping down in. And that's what this kid was doing. Whenever there was water around or fire around, he was throwing himself into it and foaming at the mouth. There's a real... It's easy to tell this kid was demon-possessed. Anyway, so the disciples are going on and, and they've tried to cast this demon out because Jesus had told them that you've got authority over this and they speak over it and go, come out, and nothing happens. And so Jesus comes down with, with, um, with Peter, James, and John and, and they rock up to the, the disciples. And so this is the elders, this is the leadership team, and, and they're having this argument. With the rest of the religious people in town, and they're having this big fight going on. And, and so Jesus comes down, Hey, what's going on here? And then the man comes up to him and goes, Hey, my son, my son's just, he needs help, but your disciples couldn't help him. Can you do it? Can I? Can I? Jesus says. Anyway, then he, um, the disciples say, We couldn't cast him out. And so Jesus ends up casting this, this demon out and says, Come out of him and never return. You and dumb spirit. And so it goes out. The boy convulses on the ground a bit, and then Jesus helps him up by the hand. And the disciples go into a room later on, and, and Jesus says this to them. Because of your unbelief, and earlier in the scripture it says, because of your little faith. He only had a tiny bit of faith there, smaller than a mustard seed. Uh, for assuredly I say to you, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here, and then it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and by fasting. And so what was going on here is the fact that Jesus is talking about that when we come for a miracle, when we need healing, when we need God to break through in our lives, the thing that unlocks it is faith. And here's his key leadership team, and he's going, guys... What's going on? You've only got little faith. You have seen so much stuff that I've done. You have experienced it. You've cast out demons yourselves. You've healed people yourselves. And yet you didn't have the right amount of faith right now. If you guys just had a tiny little bit, it would have been enough. And so we've we've had things going on in people's lives that we're believing for. We've had... Needs go on in people's lives in our church that we've been believing for and haven't seen the breakthrough yet. And so I'm going, you know what? I'm going to up my faith. I'm going to increase my faith on this because we know that faith can be increased because here to the disciples he talks about, you guys have little faith. Two chapters earlier and then seven chapters earlier in that he was talking to a woman and a centurion and he said, you guys have mega faith. I really wish someone would translate that. One of the translators would actually get the word mega in there. Um, the Greek word there, which is translated great, is more closely related to the word mega. And I just want a Bible that just when I read through, you have mega faith. And that just sounds neat. And so they've got mega faith. So, you know, if you've got mega faith or little faith, there's somewhere in between there that we can do something about that. And we can do something about our faith. And Jesus gives the key for that. By prayer and fasting. Prayer means what? Looking to heaven, lifting up to heaven, reaching into heaven, understanding who heaven is and declaring that. Fasting is letting go of this earth. When I'm fasting, when I stop eating food, I'm saying I don't need this earth realm. I'm letting go of what's here. I'm letting go of my natural needs and desires and focusing entirely on heaven. Some people, for, for them, fasting is turning the TV off or turning the Pokemon Go off. Uh, for, a, for a day or a week, or, or fasting technology. Some people, uh, 40, the 40-hour 40 famine thing now, they got fasting from all sorts of things now, fasting from furniture. We've had people in youth that were fasting from furniture. And it was just crazy. So they'd be preaching, they'd be sitting on the ground, and then they'd be sleeping on the ground at camps and all sorts of weird things going on. Um, but what it is, it's, it's saying, fasting is as simple as this. It's saying, I don't need this earth. This is not my home. We're representatives of heaven. Heaven is our natural home now. As soon as Jesus comes into our world, heaven is our natural habitat. Where we are, we're ambassadors of heaven. So what that means is we're like the consulate of heaven. So if you go over, um, this week, uh, Robert and Adam are going to be going over to Sri Lanka. Now, if something happens to them while they're there, they're going to make a run for it to Australia. They're just going to hike it to Australia, but they don't need to hop in a plane to get to Australia. All they do is they hop to where the consulate is, where the building is, that in Australia, we've got representatives of our government. And as soon as you're in there, you're on Australian soil. Where you are and who you are, you are heaven's soil. You're the consulate of heaven here. It's our natural habitat's heaven. So fasting is releasing earth and just agreeing with that statement. And there's something about this then that what it does is it increases our faith. This kind doesn't come out other than by prayer and fasting. You have little faith. The only way to build your faith in that and to grow your faith in that is spend time in prayer and fasting. And so that's what we've been doing today and focusing in on that. And so tonight, I just want to spend a little bit of time just doing some things, and as a church, doing some things prophetically and doing some things prayer-wise that is just going to release um, some of those things over us. And I, I just really, really get a sense of this. And so 2 Corinthians 4.13, Paul writes this there, and he's actually quoting David from Psalm 116 in here. It says, it is written. So when, you know, when Paul writes something, it is written, or Jesus says it's written, it's in the Old Testament. And so really cool thing in most of our Bibles is there's a little note there that somebody's gone searching for where this comes from, and it'll tell you where it's from. So if you've got your Bible there, if you're online or something, there's usually a little letter there, and you can click on that, and it will tell you where it's from. So this is from Psalm 116. I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. We have that spirit of faith, and so we believe and speak. I believe, therefore I've spoken. We have that same faith in it, so we believe and then speak. I'm looking at... Um, we're talking about going up. I found a little while back. I found the best um, swimming hole With cliffs to jump off that I've seen in a long time. It is just absolutely rad. It's up in Mullaney and uh, you don't have to go for a huge walk to it. Gardner's Falls, is that the one? Yep, Liesl knows exactly the spot there. It's really cool. Someone's put a rope down and it's got, like, they've actually put bike handlebars on the rope to swing out and there's like this little waterfall bit there to jump off that bit too. It is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm just really keen to take you guys up there and just launch off this thing. Now, the thing is, I've, over the years, um, we're not going to do that as an official event. Oh, we might go. If you jump off, that's up to you. It's not covered by insurance or anything like that. Um, let me just say that. Don't jump. And, uh, but over the years, I've done that with a number of people. We've, we've gone to places and, and there's cliffs to jump off and things. Some of them are like 10 meters, some 5 meters. I think the highest thing I've jumped from is probably about 15 um, there was this cliff and then there was this tree up there. And the reason I did that one is I was up on the top of the, the cliff there and I had one of, the, one of my mates with me, one of the young fellas, and, and talking to him, he's like, oh, I'm going to jump And So he climbs up and gets up there first and then he pretty much freezes. And for the next 15 minutes, all I hear out of his mouth is this, I can't do it, 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 I can't do it. And so we're just talking about it there and eventually we stop that speech and go, yeah, you can. And he gets to the point of going, well, I'll do this if you jump from up there. I'm like, okay then. And so I climbed this tree and it looked all fine from standing at the bottom of the tree. Once I got up to the top of the tree, it didn't look as, as pretty. And, but there were like, some, some, like um, some Maori boys, some Maori fellas jumping, like doing backflips out of the top of this tree. It was just absolutely insane. I'm like, I want to do that, but that's just... Ugh. Anyway, so I jump off the top of this tree, and then I'm watching this guy he starts walking halfway down the cliff, and I'm like, dude, you better jump, or I'm coming up there and pushing you off. And, and so he's, he's got there now, and his, his, his speech has changed. No longer is it, I can't, I can't, I can't. All of a sudden, I can, I can do this, I can do this. I can. Do, as he walks down the cliff, I can, and eventually, for about five metres up, he, he jumps in. But we've all sort of experienced something like that, where it's... We, we, we prophesy into ourselves what we can do or what we can't do. My son at the moment, I'm trying to get him to ride a bike without training wheels. And I, say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then he goes off with it. and I, Oh, okay, I can. Yesterday we went to a hockey carnival and Josiah decided, decided that about two minutes into the game, I can't do this, I don't want to play hockey. You know. And so I'm having this counselling session with my son in the goals of, of his hockey team, but dude, you have to turn around and put your stick on the ground. They're coming, your team., you. I, I don't know how to do counseling with a six-year-old. It doesn't seem to work the same as teenagers or, or adults at all. and um, But his coach did a better job, so that was cool. And when he decided, found out he got lollies for playing hockey, he was all happy then. So bribery really worked for six-year-olds) um, but we have this thing in us, and there's this thing that psychology uses and counseling uses called positive self-talk, where we speak well of ourselves. And a lot of people sit there and they say negative words about themselves, and that often leads to depression and anxiety. But when we turn that around and we start saying positive things about ourselves, what we do is we're building ourselves up. See, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the, the word of God, the the revelatory spoken word of God. Not, not the written, but, but the hearing of when the word of God is put forth. And so that can act like words of knowledge, testimonies, or it can be the word of God actually spoken out in hearing and being revelation into us. And this is where it comes. Because all of a sudden we get to a point with faith and with our needs where our needs don't line up with what's actually going on and what we're seeing. And so we actually need to then speak the word of faith. James says this, faith without works is dead. What are those works? Well, the works begin looking like this. I'm going to declare the truth. I'm going to speak faith over my situation. You might, I don't know, for at the moment, my car is on wheel stands out the back there. It's got an engine in it finally. There's no gearbox there. Um, I could have sat there a while My car's never going to go again. Just sits there. Or... The first process is my car will go again. I've got to declare this and think this and put that into motion. And then we went through the motions of getting an engine and gearbox sorted and all those things. And hopefully tomorrow it's driving again. And then we'll go yay! And but it starts by actually saying something and putting it in motion. But we can't do the works until we actually declare it out in our mind and our mouth. And so faith operates the same way. But we actually need to declare the truth of the Word of God. We settle it in our heart and then we speak it. And it might sound weird at times. I know when I've been, been counseling people and, and dealing with them in that, counseling people on using positive self talk, they find it really difficult. Most of us find it really weird to sit there and go, I can do this. I'm great. I'm loved. I'm cared for. Really cool thing. I haven't got them up. I need to get them up on the back of our toilet doors all here all these great I am statements about who we are in Jesus. It's fantastic reading material for those special times when you just need something to read. And um, but here's that, I believed, therefore I have spoken. The speaking doesn't actually happen without believing first. And since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and then therefore speak. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to actually... Enact this and do this, and together we need to declare some things and have faith for some things in our church and speak them over our church. And so we're going to do that tonight. Is that cool? We're going to do like reading together and, and praying. But look, as we read, we're not just reading. We need to put belief into the words we're reading. See, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I know many people who have listened to the Bible. I know many people have read the Bible, many people have heard many, many sermons, sat in church, but they don't have an ounce of faith at all. They don't have a mustard seed going on inside them. There is nothing there because they actually haven't applied faith or belief to those statements. So we're going to be reading some, some scripture tonight and declaring some scripture, and as we do, maybe think about some of the people in our church that need it. Maybe just think in general over the church that's going on. Maybe it's some stuff that's going to be read that go, I could use that. Will prophesy it to yourself. Say those things to yourself. But as we do, we're going to mix belief and faith with these statements. And um, so as we do, this is sort of going to be doing a a prayerful thing. We're going to start by making a declaration um, over some things. And then we're just going to read some, some scriptures. And we might pause and pray through them a little bit and bits and pieces like that. Is that cool? All right, we're good with that? So... This is one of those things where I'm going to have to, I guess, go. It's always weird reading with a whole group of people. because your natural timing changes, and it changes to a group time. But let's, let's try this in a prayerful thing. Okay, ready, go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess your word concerning healing. As I do this, I believe and say that your word will not return void, but will accomplish what it says it will. Therefore, I believe in the name of Jesus that I am being healed as I hear the word of God. It is written in your word that Jesus himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Therefore, with great boldness and confidence, I say on the authority of the written word of God that I am redeemed from the curse of sickness and I refuse to tolerate its symptoms. Satan I speak to you in the name of Jesus and say that your principalities, powers, and your spirits, you have the present darkness, and your spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places abound from operating against me in any way. I am the property of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a child of God, and I give you no place in me. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I abide. I remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. His power is in me, and no foe can withstand me. Now, Father, because I reverence and worship you, I have the assurance of your word that the angel of the Lord encamps around me and delivers me from every evil work. No evil shall befall me. No plague nor calamity can come near my dwelling. I confess the word of God abides in me and delivers me perfect soundness of mind and wholeness in body and spirit from the deepest parts of my nature in my immortal spirit, even to the joints and marrow of my bones. That word of God is medication and life to my flesh, for the law of the spirit of life operates in me and makes me free from the law of sin and death. I have on the whole armor of God, and the shield of faith protects me from the fiery darts of the wicked one Jesus is my high priest and he is hearing my confession and i hold fast to this confession of faith through the word of god i stand immovable and fixed in full assurance that i have health and healing in the name of the lord jesus christ that my healing has been purchased through the blood of jesus christ and that as i hear these healing scriptures the anointing power of the lord is being released into my life it is attacking my disease, and I am being healed. Father, we make that declaration on behalf of our church. Lord, we make that declaration on behalf of every person in our community. Lord, that is suffering, disease, and sickness, Lord, and in absolute need of you. Lord, we just thank you that it is your miraculous word that, is, that we're going to grab hold of and believe. And Lord, as we just declare and return to your scriptures, we thank you that they're going to accomplish their purpose, that they don't go back to you void. Lord, but they accomplish everything for which you sent them. Now, Isaiah says this, just as the snow falls on the mountains and doesn't, doesn't return void, so the snow falls, melts, and it achieves its purpose and actually grows, grows plants because of that. Same with the word of God does not return to him void. So God has spoken his word. How is it getting back to him unless we return the word back to him? and void, it doesn't return back empty. It achieves the purposes for which he sent it. God has given his word to declare promises over us so that we can say yes and amen to those promises, two Corinthians one twenty. So we're gonna we're gonna declare some scriptures and, and read them and and I'm, I just stop and pray as we go and do different bits and that and say But here we go. Ready? Read. The Son of God appeared what the reason the Son of God appeared... I had a thing come up on my screen. It's not, it's not me. Okay, let's go again. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's word. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer... Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Lord, we're believing tonight, and we're believing that, Lord, as you've declared that, Lord, what we believe for, Lord, we are receiving tonight. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. Ah, heaven there? And he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Oh, they're on timings, that's why. Naughty. He took up our infirmities and bore our disease. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will happen harm you. Father, we just thank you for that authority in our lives, and as we speak tonight, declare word, Lord, that is the word coming forth from us, that we have the overcoming power of every opposition, in Jesus' name. They will pick up snakes with their hands, they will drink deadly poison, and it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. And. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Father, we just thank you that your spirit in us is producing life. And Lord, even those who are unwell in our, in our community, your spirit that is inside them is producing life. And we just, we just thank you for the work of your presence in our lives. Hebrews 11.11, it was by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who made the promise. Father, we just pray for those, Lord, and just make that declaration. Lord, those who are barren in our community, Lord, we just declare children and open wombs. Lord, we thank you that you are the God of opening wombs, Lord, and we just just declare wombs open, productive, productive producing children, Lord, even as joy came in Abraham. Lord, we just ask that the joy of the faith and that assurance of your promise, Lord, would be there. Be there, Jesus. James five fourteen and 15. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they will be forgiven. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that you may go, all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Father, we just thank you that your desire is for our inner being as well as our outer being. Lord, that you want to just make our inner self whole as the outer self is whole. And Lord, even in those that are unwell in the physical in our church, Lord, we ask more than that. We ask that the soul would be well. Lord, we know that and recognize that sometimes you need to do a work on the inside of us before the outside of us can actually be made whole. And so, Father, for those that need lifting up, Lord, we just declare against depression be gone in Jesus' name. We declare anxiety gone in Jesus' name. And we just speak joy and hope. And faith into lives Lord that your spirit would dwell up in people and that it would comfort and restore and edify and strengthen and encourage Philippians 2 Psalm 107 he sent out his word and healed them he rescued them from the grave he sent out his word This is one of those things of what we're doing. You can actually read the word of God. You can read scripture and declare it and by the word just be healed. There's many ways Jesus decided to do it. He spat on people and and people went and bathed in dirty rivers and and all sorts of things. But um, laying on of hands, saying amen to a word of knowledge and, and declaring, just even reading the Bible or even being in worship are enough to receive healing. Uh, when, we, when we need it. And Isaiah 53. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. And when the men that recognized him, recognized, the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my innermost being. Praise the Lord. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Amen. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord will bring health. Shun evil, this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Yeah, lots of things. I just let me tell you something based on that one. I had glandular fever uh, when I was 21, and pretty much wiped me out for two years. And then that scripture is what came to me, the, the Proverbs 3, 7, and 8. God told me one day, you know what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 say? Yeah, 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 I understand that. Lord. You'll show me your ways and um, guide my feet. Yeah, do you know what 7 and 8 says? I'm like, no, okay. So I went and read that and went, okay, wow. Lord, what am I doing that's in opposition to what you've told me to do? Fear the Lord will bring nourishment to your bones and nourishment to your soul and healing to your bones as soon as i corrected something that i was doing which was outside god's plan and purpose which he directly told me i was just being disobedient and deceiving myself that i wasn't within two months i'd had my health restored my job restored my ministry restored my my place of residence had had become secure again um Within that. And so there, there is power in, in Scripture and power and obedience to the will of God and the goodness of the King. I must have missed clicking some buttons here. This is just churning through at the moment. Lord, what's on screen we proclaim over our church. We know that God works all things good. Shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. Shall not die, but live. Father, we just declare that over our church, Lord, that in this place there will be no one that dies before their time. No one snuffed out before their time, Lord, but we will live. And for the purpose of giving you glory, for the purpose of declaring your works, for the purpose of passing on to generations to come, your works and your favor and your word and the truth about what you've done and and building up across generations. Lord, we make that declaration. There will be no one outside their time to pass away. And Father, even as we've made these declarations, Lord, we think of those that have been unwell in our midst, Lord, and we just lift them to you. And we just declare over them wholeness and healing and health, Father. We just ask for creative miracles, Lord, to be going on inside, Lord, and piecing back together those bits that have been taken out of people. Lord, you'd be piecing them back together and putting things back in place. Lord, we just ask, Lord, that we just speak life into cells, Lord, where there's been cancer, Lord, we just speak life into it. And thank you, Lord, you're a God of life and wholeness on our bodies. And we just declare cancer. You have no right or authority. We bind you and cast you off. And we just bind these bodies to the will and the purpose of God. Father, for the souls, we just bind souls to your will and your purpose. Lord, in this place, that this place will be a place of wholeness and purpose and healing. Lord, this would be a place of freedom and restoration, Lord, and for our family. Lord, our brothers, sisters, our mums, dads, sons, daughters in the faith, Lord, we just declare and we just stand in faith together. And Lord, ask over this next season that you would give us the gift of faith, that we would have people that are carrying the gift of faith for different things that are going on in lives, and that we would be releasing heaven over each other. Lord, and as we do that, Lord, it would expand outside these walls. It would expand outside, and we would start to see that healing that's beginning here just flowing out. Lord, just build us up, grow our faith. Help us in those bits of us that don't believe. We know you can. And we know you are able. We know you are willing. Lord. Thank you. Isaiah wrote about Jesus that um, he bore our sickness, was crushed for our infirmities, and that's what this represents and what we're remembering and what we're joining together in faith. Faith is the most uniting thing there is. It's just Faith isn't just your thing. It's something you carry for the people beside you. It's something you carry for those that you connect with. It's your faith that joins together and protects them. It's their faith that protects you. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not fully protected from the enemy without you. You're not fully protected from the enemy without me. We're just, we need it. And so as we come to the table tonight, we remember that. And Lord, we just remember your body broken. Lord, for our healing. And we just remember your blood shed. Lord, not just for our, our bodies, but for our souls and our spirits to be made whole. And so as we come to the table tonight, Lord, we do this on behalf of the church. And we make the declaration that the words that we've read and we've declared are yes and amen. We say amen to those of the scriptures. And Lord, we just join with heaven in their declaration over us. Lord, and as we speak them to you, we know they're going to accomplish your purpose. And so we, as we just join together, we, we just come with the assurance that this cements, Lord, what we've been doing and what we've been declaring. In Jesus' name. serving, please. That's all right, we've got another one. It's all good. That's fine. That's fine. Let's let's come and receive and, and partake and join together in that.